Fitness Healthy Families, and I am your host, Jenny Hatch. Welcome. Today's show is dedicated to a few thoughts on current economic realities. I titled it Economic Shenanigans after a post that was recently published at Zero Hedge. And this post comes from an article that was authored by Jesse Felder via the Felder Report. And here's the first paragraph. We have already seen an inordinate amount of outright fraud this cycle that has so far proven to be a terrific indicator of where we stand in the larger market circle. Today, Bloomberg reports that earnings qualify. Earnings quality for the S&P 500 index recently fell to its worst levels in at least three decades. And this may be an important sign of where we stand in the larger economic cycle. And then he fleshed out details of these shenanigans that companies use to make things appear to look better than they truly are. And so this is a good reality check after you've had several people tied to the economic side of things with the Biden administration coming out and telling bald-faced lies about where we are with the economy. And so I just wanted to offer a few thoughts on things that individual people and families can do to kind of hedge their way through these difficult times. I'm a prepper, and I believe part of prepping is being realistic about what's happening in the economy and recognizing where uh, when we get to a barter economy because the dollar has collapsed and we experience real hyperinflation, um, the inflation we have right now is child's play compared to what hyperinflation could take us to over the coming weeks and months. The Fed has indicated they are going to raise interest rates again. Whether that tips us into hyperinflation or canceling student loans tips us in, I don't know what's going to do it. I do think there will probably be some time when that kicks in and it's going to be a bear to get it back to a somewhat normal place. Uh, I do think better days are ahead. President Trump's popularity in recent polls indicate where the people are at least on the right, who plan to vote for him. And his economic policies are sound and will help revitalize the American Republic like nothing else. And so I am not a doomsayer who says that if we have an economic collapse or hyperinflation or a mix of the two or the stock market collapses or whatever happens, that we're never going to recover and it's never going to be good and not me at all. I believe if it happens, it's going to be a temporary thing that may last for a period of time that may make things incredibly uncomfortable for families, especially with little children. And they're the ones I'm most concerned about always. So just a couple of things. There was an old prophecy tied to a prophet from my faith. Uh, The modern day prophets of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints have been consistent in their counsel to stay out of debt, do not live beyond your means. Uh, plan for a rainy day by tucking away some cash, a store of food and water, fuel if you can afford it and you can safely store it, garden seeds, plant a garden, be used to, used to doing a garden every year and eating the food in that garden. These practical self-sustaining uh, steps are things that modern prophets have recognized could provide a hedge, a hedge against want and need and hunger. And so they're all practical things that we all know 
that if people will do this, things will go better for them during a time of hyperinflation. I think there is going to be a big wake-up call with the American public because we've never really experienced what this looks like and feels like. The Venezuelans are probably the most stark example of a recent hyperinflation situation. And it's not like, you know, everybody just kills over dead the first day. That's not how it is. But things do get very, very expensive. Your cash becomes meaningless and you quickly get to a place where you start having to barter and trade with your neighbors for the things that you need. And so anticipating that, it's a great time to have some canned food stored, some non-perishable food stored, and to just be prepared emotionally that when and if this time hits, uh, you can weather the storm. You don't have to freak. Um, basic foodstuffs are incredibly inexpensive. It's the packaging and the advertising and the, um, just think of a box of cereal, you know, four or five, six dollars for a family sized box of Wheaties. For that same amount of money, you can buy pounds of wheat that would last for weeks and weeks if you used it one cup at a time, one cup a day to feed your family some hot cereal as opposed to a box of Wheaties that could maybe last for a couple of days if that's all you're eating for breakfast. So the economics of eating with Whole Foods is just self-evident. And if you can get your hands on some locally produced, direct from farmer type Whole Foods, that's your best bet in terms of costs and just trying to get some food tucked away from your family. Now, if you're a mom, with little kids, and perhaps you're even pregnant, things do get a little bit more dire for you because you need to get a certain amount of food to make a healthy baby. And so it's tricky to be able to get the, the foods that you need to grow a, grow a healthy child. But again, if you will um, focus on just basics, whole wheat, oatmeal, some beans, powdered milk, Fresh fruits and vegetables, if you can get them, especially locally, this will be, again, a hedge against a time of want and need. The biggest concern I have is that three meals, the old commies used to say it was three meals to chaos, that if the people miss out on a day's worth of food, they get really antsy. They get kind of violent and agitated. And I've added two more days to that, nine meals. Nine meals to chaos, three days. And when you remember Hurricane Katrina, which the, the initial hurricane overwhelmed the hospitals and they started euthanizing patients because they felt that it was kinder to these patients to kill them than to have them live without the machinery because the power was off, no oxygen, no ability to give them fluids or drugs. Oh, it's better for you to die. So, I mean, days after that hurricane hit, this was the type of calamity was upon these people. Okay, we're going to send grandpa off to heaven because it's not sustainable anymore for him here. And there was some lawsuits around that. Families were very angry that the doctors did that. But this is what things look like in emergency situation. 
And so the more that you can be prepared to do on your own, up to and including the birth of your baby, uh, the better off you will be if the hospitals are overflowing with sick people and pregnant women are trying to get there, uh, perhaps unable to get there because there's no gas to put in the car or you can't afford the gas anyway. You'll be so much happier and healthier if you will just stay home and do it yourself. I used to teach preparedness classes in my community of Boulder, Colorado. I had many people from my community come to these classes. And I remember talking to them about heat and what do we do if there's a blizzard? What do we do if it's cold? And I, I asked the group, how many of you have gone camping when there's snow outside? And about half of them had up in the mountains too, just, you know, very cold, but they had proper sleeping bags and tents. And I said, now imagine we have a blizzard and the power's out and you just go set up your tent in your living room. Do you think the inside of your apartment or your condo or your home would get as cold as it is outside? No. And you could stay very warm in a tent with no heat. If you had a good sleeping bag, maybe a couple of blankets and sheltered yourself from the interior cold. And I saw the lights go on, you know, the eyes of these people in my class. They were excited. These were real solutions. And I told them, there's this notion that if we have societal meltdown, we'll all just go out and live off the land and shoot a couple of deer, maybe an elk or some other animal and forage our way to sustainability. And I said, well, that is possible for some people who have the hunting skills and know how to navigate the mountains. Um, everybody's going to do that. Every Everybody who needs food is going to go out and you're going to be vying for animals that perhaps immediately become scarce. And how much better to just shelter in your own space, even if it's a small apartment and you just live off the foods that you've stored yourself and forget about that whole hunting expedition again after the first days weeks and perhaps even months after a collapse if you are able to sustain yourself just for a couple of weeks that could be the difference between you um, dying from exposure dying from perhaps hunting hunting up in the woods with people who've never really hunted before who mistake you for a deer you know, I just see that scenario being very dangerous and deadly. So if you can do that on your own at home, that's ideal. And then if you can think about what you need to manage in your own home in terms of water, and people think they need these big, expensive 55-gallon drums or 5-gallon containers in order to have clean, pure water if the water's off. And it's not true. You can go to a big box store like Costco tomorrow and purchase 10 cases of water and put them tucked away in your space and easily sustain yourself with water for a couple of weeks, just with a couple of cases of water. And it is the need for water that causes the most people to need to leave their space and go looking for help. Um, I was friends with a gal who served a Mormon mission down in the Dominican Republic. And they had food and water stored for the missionaries and all their own apartments. 
but they went through a time of societal unrest. There was rioting in the streets, demonstrations, and the mission president told the missionaries to lock down and stay in their apartments for these five days. And she said she was fine for the first three days. They had plenty of water, plenty of food. But first the food ran out and day four, and then the water ran out. And she said, we were fine as long as we had water. But when the water was gone, that's when they started to panic. And she said, you know, if it had gone on much longer than five days, I, you know, we would have been compelled to leave and go look for some water. And it was very dangerous right outside their apartment. And so I've kind of always remembered that story, you know, that it's so simple to solve that problem by just having a couple of cases of water tucked away. And the need becomes immediate when you don't have the water. So again, it's not that much money. 10 cases of water, 30 bucks. Just about everybody can scrounge up 30 bucks to tuck away some water for you and your family. It gets a little bit more tricky if you have an infant who needs to be fed, little children who are hungry, and you have nothing in the house, that's when it becomes painful when you watch your own children or an infant suffering because of a lack of food or water. So think these things through, ponder them, pray about what you're going to need in your situation. We don't know what it would look like. We honestly don't know. Um, it could be immediately very, very scary, or just in certain sectors in the big cities or various places where things could get a little bit dicey. But self-reliance is the message that I preach, and it is the place where I think we can put our most hope. Um, there may, may be a call that goes out to 911 where, in the first place, nobody picks up the phone to answer your call. And in the second place, there's nobody available to come to your home with you with whatever you need. And I remember this story about a woman who was stuck in her home with a blizzard and the fireman showed up and, and she said, um, you know, I need some food. And she demanded that they go to Burger King and get her a hamburger. She was hungry and they did it. <laughs> you know, we may not have some pleaser firemen who have the luxury to do something like that for you. They may be overwhelmed with sick people. They may be fending for their own families. And we just don't know what it's going to look like. So I would challenge you to take on the responsibility of putting in a few key supplies just needed for basic survival and buckle up and be ready so that if we have some sort of an economic collapse, uh, you're more psychologically and physically prepared to weather that storm. Thank you for stopping by. I hope you have a wonderful day. And recognize that in the media, there is some obfuscating and lying going on about what's happening with our economy. And, and the main people lying about it right now are President Biden and, and Vi Vice President Kamala Harris. They are standing on the world stage right now telling bald-faced lies about where we're at with our economy. And I don't know if you're someone who believes what they say, takes it, you know, at face value without questioning, but today's a good time to question what they're saying about the economy. It's, it's getting very dire. And so 
I would encourage you to just kind of recognize where we're at and then make some prudent preparations. Hope you have a great day.